everyone, welcome to Pain and Power, an African-American history podcast. I'm your host, Queen. Guys, today we will discuss Madam C.J. Walker. Walker. Vera Walker. <laughs> when I think of Madam C.J. Walker, I instantly start singing in my head, down in the valley where the girls get naked. One, two, shake, three, four, break. That P-Valley theme song, y'all, come on now. Y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> And, you know, that's no disrespect. That's like a huge compliment, you guys. Um, Madam C.J. Walker, the first black woman millionaire in America, she made her fortune um, from developing and marketing a line of cosmetics and hair care products, um, homemade hair care products. Madam C.J. Walker was born back in them Sealy times from the color purple. You told Hoppo to beat me. But now, um, yeah, it, she looked, the pictures, the the times, it was just them times, you guys. Maybe the color purple was based off the life and times of Madam C.J. Walker with um, um, that character, that Oprah Winfrey print. Oh, my God, no, I'm just taking a story somewhere. <laughs> okay, so anyway, Sarah Breadlove, who later came to be known as Madam C.J. Walker, was born December 23, 1867, on a plantation in Delta, Louisiana. Her parents were enslaved before the end of the Civil War, and Walker was one of five children, or maybe one of six children, but she was the only child of her parents that was born free due to the Emancipation Proclamation. Um, and we all know that once that was signed, it took another 60 years or so before, you know, African-American individuals were actually free that was enslaved. Okay, and Madam C.J. Walker transformed herself from an uneducated laborer and laundress into one of the 20th century's most successful self-made woman entrepreneurs. Madam C.J. Walker was also known for her philanthropy and activism as well, being close friends with <clears throat> Frederick Douglass, W.E.B. W.E.B. Du Bois, Mary McLeod, and um, let me see real quick, you guys, because she was affiliated um, and she did great things with the t Mary McLeod Bethune, you guys. I knew I knew she had three names, okay. And I said Booker T. Washington. But yeah, she also was very active in a National Association of Women's Clubs and different things like that. Okay. Um, at the age of five, her mother passed away in 1872. Her father had remarried, but he passed away a year later. Madam C.J. Walker was an orphan by the age of seven. Wow, I didn't know that. Um, at the age of 10, she moved to Vicksburg, Vicksburg, Mississippi with her older sister and her brother-in-law. And as a child, and as a child, she worked as a domestic servant. 
1882, at the age of 14 years old, Walker married a man that was 22 years old, and his name was Moses McWilliams. And he acted as some type of savior. Walker was being abused by her brother-in-law. And I don't know if the abuse was physical or sexual, but I'm guessing sexual because she felt this man, Moses, had to save her from that abuse. Um And with her marriage to Moses came the birth of a daughter, Leela McWilliams, who was later known as Alila Walker. Moses died in 1887 when the couple's child was two years old. And at the time, Walker was 20 years of age and she remarried in 1894. Their marriage didn't last long. It ended in 1903. And then when January 1906 came around, Sarah Breadlove married Charles Charles Joseph Walker, a newspaper advertising salesman from St. Louis, and Madam C.J. Walker was born. Um, By becoming Charles Joseph's wife, she became Madame C.J., okay? Um, The couple divorced in 1912, but Charles was Madam C.J. Walker's partner in every sense of the word. They was business partners. They was married. They basically shaked and baked. They traveled the United States selling their hair care products. Um, Charles passed away. He died in 1926, and Madam C.J. Walker's daughter, Leela McWilliams became a Leela Walker. In 1888, Walker worked as a laundress. The job was paying less than a dollar a day, but Walker's determination was getting a good education or at least a formal education for her daughter. That's why she worked so hard because she was uneducated herself. So she wanted her daughter to have at least a formal education. And so the hair products came about because Walker suffered from severe damage and baldness. And three of Walker's brothers lived in, worked in St. Louis as barbers. And so she decided to go down to St. Louis because that's where excuse me, her third husband, Charles Joseph, was from. She learned about hair care from her brothers, and Walker started selling hair care products for a woman who later became one of her biggest rivals, Annie Malone. And that businesswoman, um, and Annie Malone was that businesswoman, and she accused Walker of stealing her formula, which was petroleum, jelly, and sulfur for the most part. And Madam C.J. Walker marketed herself as an independent hairdresser and retailer of cosmetic creams. Madam C.J. Walker sold her products door-to-door, teaching women how to groom and style their hair. Walker's daughter, she began living and running a business from Denver, Colorado, and while her daughter was a home-based, worked home-based from the business, Madam C.J. Walker, she traveled the eastern United States, the southern and eastern United States to expand the business. Charles Walker was Madam C.J. Walker's husband and business partner, as I stated. And they basically did this advertisement and citywide, statewide promotion just to really get the Madam C.J. Walker pomades and hair care products out there. And so in 1908, they moved to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and there they opened a beauty parlor and a beauty school. Madam C.J. Walker was an advocate of black women's economic independence. And in 1910, the business relocated to Indianapolis, Indiana. It was there that the headquarters for the Madam C.J. Walker Manufacturing Company 
you know, that's where the headquarters open up. Uh, and the ma- manufacturing company consisted of a factory, a hair salon, a beauty school to train agents, and it was also a laboratory to help with research. Most of Madam's management positions were held by women. Um, I guess you can say that her business was a woman's based business, or that's real close minded of me to say because nowadays, what is a woman's based business or a men's based business? But back in those days, in the early 1900s, 1903, 1904, 1905, I, I, I guess it's safe to say that hairdressing and cosmetics was a woman's only profession at that time, okay? Um, and so, Madam C.J. Walker promoted hair growth and condition scalp. Um, with the use of her products, the system included a shampoo, a pomade, and a lot of hair brushing. And lastly, you have to apply that hot comb. And this method and process was to make brittle hair feel soft and luxuriant. Uh, Madam C.J. Walker had several competitors. Similar products of hers were found over in Europe and across the United States. Between 1911 and 1919, several thousand women worked as sales agents for Madam Walker's products. And by 1917, the the company stated to have trained almost nearly 20,000 women. In addition to sales and grooming, Madam Walker showed women how to budget, how to build a business, and and encouraged them to be financially independent. Madam C.J. Walker died on May 25, 1919, from kidney failure and complications of hypertension at the age of 51. That's like my mom. Um, They must didn't have dialysis back then. I don't know, you guys. Um, She had a comfortable home in Irvington, New York. Um, Her daughter later became president of the Madam C.J. Walker Manufacturing Company. Um, Did y'all know that right now today you can go to Walmart and purchase Madam by Madam C.J. Walker and those products promote healthy scalp, stronger hair, and unlimited possibilities. I didn't know that. Um, At Indiana, the manufacturing company, Madam Walker, um, the the Madam C.J. Walker Manufacturing Company in in Indiana later became Madam Walker's Theater Center, and that was December of 1927. Um, Still today, her legacy lives on through movies, TV series, and tributes. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed today's story. Pictures can be found on the Instagram at Pain Power Podcast. Please send all messages and suggestions to painpowerpodcast at gmail.com. It's Queen. I love you guys. Peace out.